Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, uh, episode 246. A little bonus. This is a bonus episode. Boom. Yeah, it, and it's actually a really cool one, too, because it's we're going to talk a little bit, go over a few things, uh, like the interview being pulled, <laughs> and uh, then we're going to throw it over to Neil and his interviews over at Shriekfest, the horror film festival uh, from October. And we love this festival, too. It's run by Denise Gossett, and um, it's a small, intimate uh, horror sci-fi film festival and in fact they even tried to expand it once mm-hmm. and the fans got angry they're like well no i want to be able to see everything like they got mad that you would actually have to pick like <laughs> like a giant festival you know between um movies and they're like so they actually re I, unexpanded it they had yeah. to contract <laughs> the festival to make it smaller to to because that's what the fans going wanted on for what, like 14 years great yeah uh, years and years and it's it, it uh denise gossett really runs a nice festival and neil goes every year and we gave him a, uh, a recording device this time. Mm-hmm. Like we've recorded filmmakers in the past at the party, which has always been fun. We just, right. the last couple of years, we haven't had time because of the festival and earbuds and everything. So Neil, we just gave him a Zoom and he went around the festival and interviewed There's some filmmakers. So it's, it's really cool because we know some of you that listen are filmmakers yourselves yes. or you're in film school. Or you're really interested in the nuts and bolts mm-hmm. of indie film and how it actually, you know, how, as you say, how the sausage gets yeah, made. Yeah, how it gets made. Because, <laughs> like, again, you don't have to be a huge horror fan to just hear what the filmmakers went through to get it made. Right. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. It's a pretty, um, so you're going to hear a little bit of that later on. Um, and for those of you who are new listeners, I know we get a lot of uh, new listeners coming. This isn't a typical episode. This mm-hmm. is a bonus uh, extra interviewee episode. Yeah, a very filmmaker <laughs> interview. We like to sprinkle these in throughout the year yes. just to do something a little different. Um, and we're, you know, huge proponents and advocates of indie film, as yeah. you guys know. So we want to support uh, any way we can. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear about some cool little films. Yes, that, that, you, that, that, that may or may not be getting distribution, yeah. and some of them are. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that you can track down on the internet. And, mm-hmm. and then if you ever get any, if any of these movies sound intriguing to you and you track them down and watch them, you know, send the e- send the filmmaker an email saying, I heard about you on Comedy Film Nerds, and, uh, you know, I'm glad you made your movie or whatever. Like, that just sure. helps that they know that, that they're getting some traction from doing interviews with us. Yeah, people are seeing their work. Mm-hmm. Speaking of interviews. So, yesterday, <laughs> Sony and AMC and I think Regal and a couple other things pulled the movie the interview from being released on christmas day so the fucking terrorists won well you know what's interesting is it was a whole kind of um this uh uh, it was a mess from the beginning because at first sony there's different reports and you know i i don't know if we'll ever get the exact story but what happened was sony's like we're not pulling it but then the movie theaters went well we're not showing it so then um, well, wait, if you're not showing it, then that's what it's Yeah, I, and honestly, t- some of the interviews I was watching... Um, and now it's like, now Sony just pulled it. So now... It does sound that's, like that's yesterday that now. they were sort of... Uh, I guess they were a little bit under pressure from... Like, it started with AMC, I believe. And AMC, Arclight, too. Arclight, and mm. they were like, because uh, the terrorists who hacked into Sony's uh, internet threatened... To then, there's going to be a worse 9-11 style in all of your movie theaters that show this. At and the same time. At the same time. Okay. Dude, haven't we gotten those threats a bunch? Like, what? Are you Are you kidding? So you're basically, you're letting, you are, this is, we always joke, oh, you're letting the terrorists win. You actually did no, let them win. No, this time you actually did. You won. Yeah. You let them win. Um, and shouldn't you be like, No. We're going to show this movie. Like, we're going to make this happen. Or you you outsmart the terrorists and you do something a little bit different. Like, oh, you're going to threaten the uh, uh, movie theaters. Okay, well, you know what? The movie will be available on demand Christmas Day uh, everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. on, on the internet, online, on, and, you know, the cable companies would have loved it because everyone would buy the movie to see, oh, what was the, what's the fuss all yeah, about? Yeah. Um, iTunes would love it. I mean, so there's many different ways to get around it other than um, running away like a scared child. You, it, it's so, you know, and I was watching uh, CNN yesterday and they were talking to... Um, In a real serious tone, like this is like the, the hugest deal ever. Well, the point, again, I agree with your sentiment that yes, the mainstream media loves hyping stuff right. up and, and <laughs> it's all about fear-based, that's right. all their news. But they did bring up a valid point, which mm. is, this was a cyber attack. I mean, they, yeah. you know, and, and, and the, and the CNN woman again, who I'm, you know, she's trying to stir things up, but, but she was bringing up a valid point, which is if they would have like 
physically attacked us, we'd be like, okay, this is an act of war. Right. But since it's, you know, and Dan Rather was being, and he was making a good point. He goes, well, let's get all the evidence first. Don't overreact. Don't just like, we're attacking you. But, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) CNN, uh, you know, made a good point, which is, you know, this, they, they, they're shutting shit down. They're threatening to bomb us in movie theaters and we're letting them, they said they hacked into um, Sony, which is a giant corporations. I mean, we learned from the email, something we've already known, which is um, Hollywood executives are all assholes and racists. <laughs> uh, we, we, I, you could, I could have told you that really? without Sony yeah. having to hack into it. Yeah. Um, so, so, I, but, but, but it is a valid point. Like this isn't just some, fucking around like and it it does make you worry what else could they hack into and shut down right uh i'm going to propose a an alternate theory right mm-hmm. now um one and it will be contingent upon if you've seen the trailers for this film um i've seen the regular trailer and i've seen the red band trailer and they both look awful. <laughs> so I'm wondering if Sony executives went, oh, thank God, now we have an excuse to pull this movie. <laughs> like, because uh, I'm like, let's just take the right down. <laughs> and, well, now, with so- with Sony, if, so- if, if they did that, I don't think they did that. I think no, they just no. panicked and they're stupid. But what the, how they could salvage us now is, because I wasn't that excited. I was like, man, this movie could be funny, could not be funny. Now... I'm like, I'm definitely going to watch this movie. Well, now, look at the hype. Now, all of a sudden, everyone wants to see this movie. Now, I would have gone out of my way to see it in a theater. Right. If some theater Mm -hmm. had the balls to show it, I'd be like, I'm going Mm -hmm. and fuck them. Now, um, Sony also has been very, very quiet about, okay, well, you pulled it from theaters. Is it going to be on demand, DVD? What's going on with this movie? And they're being quiet. They're like, there's no release plans right now. So what I think will happen is after this all kind of dies down, the movie will eventually come out. We just don't know where it went. Now, I'm going to give Mitt Romney a little bit of credit right now. And this, is, um, this was so funny. He actually got it half right on, his, on Twitter. Mitt Romney tweeted that, uh, hey, Sony, don't back down. Um, release the movie for free, then ask fans to give to a charity to pay for the film. Right. Now, but he said that people should give to... Um, you know, a, the Ebola fund for, for research for Ebola. I'm like, really? That's the main priority right now in this country? But <laughs> not, not cancer, not poverty, yeah. not failing educational systems. <laughs> Ebola, that's where we should be throwing all of our money to? And I realized, oh, well, it's a political jab. That's right. all it was. But, you know, this, the first half of the sentiment was correct, and Sony really could have spun this properly. Okay, well, if this is such a big deal, um, we'll either release it on demand. I mean, movies cost a lot of money. I can understand them not wanting to give it away for free. No. Uh, and nor, nor you, should they. Wouldn't you buy it for seven bucks in the comfort of your own home? Absolutely, I would. I would because um, then it also, it beats the terrorists that they're again. Well, how are you going to, you'd have to. You can't stop us now. Yeah, you'd have to bomb Time Warner Cable and you know they have mercenaries up on top of their buildings. So. <laughs> They hire ex-Navy SEALs at Time Warner. You know, they're obviously... Every person that comes into your home is ex-CIA, just so you know, from Time Warner. (laughs) Well, one of the things, too, they were talking about was, um, you know, how do you get the citizens of North Korea to see this? Because obviously it's a closed society. One of the things they actually... I didn't realize that that's happened is there's organizations in South Korea that will put DVDs in balloons and float them over. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's great. And so they were like, well, Sony should get that. Like, yeah. we're going to get this into North Korea as best we can. The balloon marketing. The b- yeah, what's the balloon marketing budget on that film? Well, <laughs> we're going to start to do that for comedy <laughs> film nerds. I want to send leaflets like they yeah. used to in those old propaganda. Um, but what, what fascinates me too is that like a country like North Korea to like try to ban this film in, in a technological entertainment um and a post let me start over in a, in a technological modern society it is impossible to su- suppress information forever mm-hmm. especially when you're dealing with entertainment like movies i mean chances are that movie is already somewhere on pirate bay or, or some kind of pirated site already um and it, chances are there's people in north korea that have you know some kind of internet speakeasy that can actually see it sure sure uh you know the the, the other thing fareed zakara um on CNN brought up a great point. He goes, if Iran would have done this, 
people would be fucking screaming for war. You know what I mean? Oh, like, that's an interesting point. Like, why ever? That was one of the questions they're asking: is why hasn't everyone? Why North Korea? Why is everyone just going? Eh, North Korea. Look what they did. Like, no one do because we don't take them seriously because right. they're sort of this joke nation and their leader. Him and his dad were both weirdos with weird haircuts. They're just sort of like, everyone treats them like the Donald Trump of Asia. Just like, you got a dumb haircut and you say stupid crap. It makes you wonder too, because now Sony is also a Japanese company. They're also on, you know, that side of the world. Well, they're on that side of the world. The other thing too is, um, you know, this does figure into China in terms of, China supplies North Korea a fair amount of its oil and and food and stuff like that. So they're allies. But then, you know, China is making a lot of money off of films. And obviously they, they have sure their are. own film economy. Right. But then the Chinese- But it's heavily regulated. It's though. heavily regulated. And China, the Chinese government is the type of government that would say, we don't want you to release that movie. Case in point, Red Dawn- the, the remake of it that came out a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, they changed like they CG'd the uniforms. Well, they right, because it was, it was originally written that China invaded us. Right. But then everyone went, well, that's bad. We want this movie in the Chinese film market, so we're going to change it to North Korea. Right. So. Now, why, you know, what, where was the uproar over that? Yeah, there was no uproar. Well, exactly. From North Korea. For, well, yeah, there was no uproar from North Korea. I'm sure there was something. Mm-hmm. But this movie that openly, you know, kind of mocks them I don't know why they're going after this movie so hard unless they're just tired of Seth Rogen, like a lot of people are. <laughs> like he was on the cover of Rolling Stone. It's like the, the stoner genius or successful stoner. And I was just like, oh, God. Oh. First of all, I'm a little tired of stoners. <laughs> um, stoner, tired of stoner geniuses? Yeah. Well, there's no such thing. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's a really interesting thing. Uh, clearly, Sony has done um, the wrong thing. But what? What did? What, and the movie theater chains, like that's, the, yeah, you know, yeah. But you wonder too. It's like Cinemark why couldn't why couldn't you navigate a solution that you know is not this pulling is, it? Is, that, that's what's so weird. Like, and I hate this throw it on demand. I mean, why fucking why, reactionary bullshit? Yeah, yeah. I hate this. What do you think it does now? It emboldens. You think you no, but it's just panicky reactionary bullshit and it drives me fucking crazy and it's well it's great for the cable news outlets now they have a a great thing for uh, their dumb 24 hour news cycle yep um oh this will be 48 hours at least yeah this is and then christmas day like interview with seth rogan are you disappointed your movie didn't come out and it'll be all this uh stuff now it'll be it'll it'll go on and on and on i mean seth rogan should be handing out dvds and encouraging people to have screening parties around america or whatever like they're there's a there's a way to make this right, but it's just these corporations just always overreact. Yeah, they got so just scared. shut it down. North yeah. I'm okay, shut yeah, it yeah. down. Like, yeah. and it started with bitches. one. I'll tell you, if one of them would have taken a stand, what if AMC would have said, "Well, we're not caving to terrorists. We'll show the film. We're showing the film. We're not caving to terrorists." This and then is what did, uh, And then what would Sony have done? That would have gone. Not, fine. Yeah, Sony would have gone. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. we back up AMC, and then it's it's groupthink fear oh, is so what it stupid. is. It's a, Why are you so stupid, up, you dumb corporate assholes? Or if Sony would have stuck to their guns like they did originally, like, well, okay, well, they're not. We're still releasing the movie, even though the movie theaters won't show it. So be it. You know, we'll. Does get anyone? It out there did anyway. anyone? And 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 this fucking groupthink shit. And it's funny. Um, and we're I, not talking about either way. It's not going to be a great movie. <laughs> no matter what happens, there's not going to. It's not going to be an amazing film, right? And yeah. but you're letting. We're not talking about you know banning Schindler's List no. or something like that. But here is what is what is happening. You are letting a communist rogue nation dictate your entertainment dictate, choices. They are trying to shut down art, right? Does that sound familiar to anybody? Like that's bullshit. And and is the interview art? Well, it is. I mean, in a certain sense, technically, it, technically, <laughs> technically, yes, it is. Broadly, no. Broadly, no. <laughs> and every American has the right to go see this film that could spell the end of the James Franco Seth Rogen yeah. relationship. <laughs> But who cares? Like yeah. it's it's. You want to see Seth Rogen shoving mechanical shit up his ass? Great. It's uh, you know you should have the right to see that without yeah. the terrorist telling of you course. you can't. The terrorist. 
should be able to let you decide whether or not you're you done with. I think Seth- I'm flipping. I think I'm flipping around on this. I think the terrorists might be right about this movie. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Actually, well, yeah. you know, thank yeah, you, you know. North Korea, for shutting this down. Uh, if you could do this with more Adam Sandler yeah, films, yes, we'd be really yeah. happy. And Annie, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Ooh. maybe it's a good thing. We'll see. Oh, I, God. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, all kidding aside, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, it's nonsensical that uh, Sony would pull the film. So, yeah, but as like in this day and age of um, technology, let's say, okay, the movie theaters are threatened in an empty threat, by the way, I would think there'd be uh, our government would be a little little more worried. Yeah. So and so be it then. um, okay, well, then it goes straight to on demand and um, everybody can watch it in the privacy of their own home. Well, guess what? You know what ISIS is going to do next? They're yeah. going to pick some movie and blah, blah, blah. I mean, they, they you know, Sony the could have had. did this. They, they overreact to any, everything uh, since. This could have been the highest grossing on-demand film of Christmas Day ever. Yeah. Ever. Ever. In the history of on-demand. Right. Um, so, all right. Your move, Sony. Way to go, punks. <laughs> so, um, you know, we have an ad read now. Oh, and yeah. And you know what? This is really exciting. And it's for Sony Pictures and Entertainment. For- <laughs> They're a great co- <laughs> You know, they invented the Blu-ray, and you just can't go wrong. <laughs> um, I have a PlayStation. I love this company. Uh, <laughs> um, so our ad read is for Sherry's Berries, and we really love this company for Tasty. a number of different reasons. First of all, they have an amazing product. It, it tastes is so good. It uh, tastes great. I look, already ate a box of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A whole box. Yeah. I live alone. Yeah, and I, I would have, uh, I would have, if I didn't have my family devouring the rest of them. <laughs> um, with Christmas coming around next week, um, it, it, we're giving you guys a great deal. Uh, Sherry's Berries and CFN is giving you guys a great deal. All you have to do is type in CFN into the um, little microphone at the top of the website, and that website is berries b e r r i e s, and you can double com. your berries dot com, and you can double your berries. For only ten dollars more, you have there's uh, offers starting at nineteen ninety nine. And look, like I said, Christmas is next week. Don't ruin it. Don't That's ruin all you Christmas. Have to do is not ruin it. You've you've really got to you got to do a strawberry work it. You have to do a strawberry work it. <laughs> Hashtag strawberry work. It. Yeah, and um, they also gave us unless of course you like terrorists and you like them not wanting yeah. you to have delicious American <laughs> delicious berries and cherries yeah. and uh, cake pops. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Then, then they don't get those in North Korea. No, they don't. They don't. So take advantage. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. They also this is why I love this company too. They really stepped up and gave us ten. Um, gift cards for $50 off whatever you want. So if you buy something in the store, we throw in a gift card. Now, we only have a few left. Most of them are gone right. already, but I think there might be one or two left. Uh-huh. Don't quote me on it. I haven't checked the computer. Orders the are orders, yeah, orders are coming in constantly, but there might be a couple left. So if you order something, you might get a, uh, a $50 gift card. Uh, so Sherry's Berries, it's berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. And it's amazing. We wouldn't. We, we only have sponsors that we like. And that's the truth. We mm-hmm. uh, there have been sponsors. We, I, I know it seems hard to believe as we bitch about money all the time and <laughs> our budgets <laughs> that we have actually turned down sponsors. We really have because you know we have integrity and we're dumb. Yeah, we're dumb. So it's not easy to do. Turn yeah, down a sponsor. Yeah. So definitely support uh, Sherry's Berries, and it's they're starting at nineteen ninety nine. The coupon code is CFN. There's still time to order for Christmas. Uh, strawberry work it. Do it. Yeah. Boom. Everyone's going to love this gift unless you send it to diabetics. Yes. Which I would. Even then, they'll enjoy looking at them. (laughs) (laughs) Eat it in front of a diabetic. (laughs) Um, In North Korea. (laughs) Ah, suck it, Kim Jong. Um, All right. Let's do a little. Uh, let's do a little fan feedback. Little fan feedback. Then we'll uh, throw it over to Neil with the uh, Shriekfest interviews. Throw it over to Neil. Um, All right. So uh, on the message boards, uh, Jesse. Put a cool post about its trailer season yes. and and all of the cool trailers uh, that are going on. I'm going to scroll down here and take a look at it. Um, so Jesse's been posting on there. It's trailer season. Uh, this was posted um, yesterday, and um, 
basically it says as movie studios start the hype trains rolling for the big summer releases next year and much later in some cases we're starting to see some pretty cool trailers pop up i love a good trailer and will happily watch one for a movie i have no intention of seeing (laughs) (laughs) um so in jesse's post which was uh december 17th uh, there's some links to the new Avengers trailer and the new Mad Max trailer. Um, which, Every everyone I've told about the Mad Max trailer, they come back and say, "Oh my God, I'm on board." I know you it's tell unbelievable, and, and I and I think this is why this post is important because you say they're making a new Mad Max movie. Everybody's a lot of people's gut instinct is like, oh, "Great!" I had that exact yeah. reaction. How are they going to ruin it? Yeah. Well, actually, you go, "Oh shit!" Oh, it's the same. Uh, filmmaker who did the George Miller who did the mm-hmm. first one uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna mark this as the from the filmmaker of Happy Feet they're not they're not gonna do that <laughs> he really it's, should do yeah, that yeah. more often <laughs> uh, so I think what is going on is um, this trailer when you watch it 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 builds in such a way that the spectacle gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger where your jaw is just on the floor like oh my god it's crazy fighting with cars oh my god now there's a storm. Now people are getting thrown over there. Now there's yeah. lightning and now there's guns. like, oh my God. It, it's fantastic it's trailer. And then, and then Jesse asked at the end of the post, uh, what are your favorite trailers? So you guys post and we'll read, um, yeah. you know, if you post some cool trailers and find some cool stuff, post it to Jesse's uh, thread here and uh, we'll read those in some upcoming episodes. Sure. Um, and also cool. There, I don't know if we said this, this came, I know this came out a while ago, but John Wick, there's a lot of, the people, the John Wick film, were like, oh, some people didn't like it. A lot of people, a lot like, of people loved it. A lot of people split. A lot of people. A lot of people loved it. And if we haven't um, already, we want to say C.J. Johnson, our Australian correspondent, yes, wrote uh, a pretty cool review on John Wick um, on the website. So check that out and go to Jesse's um, trailer season on the message boards. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to throw it over to Neil T. Weekly, who's got some cool interviews at. The twenty twenty fourteen Shriek Fest. <laughs> I don't know why that was marbling my mouth. I'm already thinking about cherries berries. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag strawberry working. Um, yeah. Dude. So here's Neil T. Weekly at Shriek Fest 2014. Oh, delicious. Hello, everybody. This is Neil, at comedy film nerds, and I am at Shriek Fest 2014. It is the 14th year, and we are here with a uh, gentleman who had a um, good short film here this weekend, and so your name is, let's tell everybody who you are and what you had, what you did. Hey, I'm Matthew Rose Valley from Sepulchre Productions. How you doing? All right, and your film was? Oh, my film was called Honey. It's an episode of my horror web series, Horror Show Theater. That's cool. I like that you told me about that, because I want to talk about that, too, and we'll yeah. have, you'll be able to tell everybody where it's at. Cool. General, just uh, well, I don't want too much. It's not uh, not a long film, so I don't want to talk too much about it because this is one of those cool shorts for me. I love that kind of take you in one direction and then they sort of switch on you. Oh yeah, it's, and it's really nice. So that's a little punch at the end, which I like. Horror is about punches. Yes, it is. Um, tell us about uh, the cast, a guy who who most people will know, Ed Gale. You had. Uh, yeah, Ed Gale's um, he's a, he's a very talented guy. He was uh, Chucky in Child's Play. He was Howard the Duck. I think that's great. He's Howard the Duck. When he's Howard the Duck, I was like, yeah. Really? Well, you know, <laughs> he, it's it's his bread and butter. Like people really remember Howard the Duck. They do. And Ed's a guy who just respects anything that people remember him for. So yeah, it's true. Now tell me, how did you how did you come in contact with? When I when I first moved to Hollywood, I went to a horror convention and I bumped into him and I was passing out business cards and he was very open to ha- spending time and hanging out after the event and we just got to know each other. Oh, that's very cool. It's nice when you just kind of organically get to know somebody. And yeah. You, yeah. So I, I wrote the part for him and he was open to shooting with me for a day and that's what happened. Oh, cool. So you wrote it, kind of wrote it for him. Yes, exactly. Did What was the impetus for this particular script? Uh, I wanted to create um, a scenario where the the immediate threat was didn't look intimidating, mm-hmm. so you didn't quite see what was happening until the end, where you realize the actual threat is much bigger. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the whole "what is that thing behind you" <laughs> yeah. element that I was that's trying true. to create with this short. Well done. It worked. Thank you for me. I noticed you put yourself. That's kind of cool. You, in yourself, you, you did a great job as a, a terrified human being strapped to a chair. Thank you. <laughs> I've, I've, funny thing that I've been trained for 14 years as an actor, and this is my okay, opportunity to get to be on film. 
for the first time in a long time. Cool. So it was nice. Nice to be able to put yourself in it. Oh, yeah. cool. I, I had another guy in mind. He's a, another good friend of mine, Bill Oberst, but he unfortunately he was busy. So okay, I know I the name Bill Oberst. I might as well take it. Absolutely, and it worked. It was great. Yeah, really fun little film. One of oh, the, yeah. one of the, I think one of the more fun ones too here. One Thank of the you. Ones. Um, I noticed you have a an awesome pinhead pin. On yeah, there. that's very cool. I got I got that in uh, Florida. This very creepy man in a flea market had it, <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah, I, can't, I figured I might as well buy it. Yeah, where is this? Gonna be, I mean, is it playing in more fests or this film? Or um, we played at the Macabre Fair Film Festival in New York, I believe. Okay, uh, I gave them you a bunch. I, well, I gave them uh, most pretty much all my episodes of horror show theater, so okay. I wasn't there at the time. I don't know what they chose to use, but um, they had a horror show theater block. I don't believe we have any screenings anymore. Right now, it's online though. You can check yeah. it out on YouTube. Okay, uh, great. Horror Show Theater or Sepulchre Productions with a T, not a C. I noticed the shirt. You have the Sepulchre Productions. It's, it's yes. Graphic. Where did that come from? Cool uh, I created that logo. Nice. Um, went. You know, it's all written out and everything legally. I drew it. Um, it was inspired by the mass graves that you see with mm-hmm. uh, skeletons and pits. Yeah, uh, kind of hurled up in a fetal position. Right. I was drawing that, and I figured, why don't I put a camera in his hand? And from then on, I photoshopped it, and I just like where it went. It is. It's very cool. It's a very cool, unique design. For those who can't, obviously, who can't see this, it is. It is a skeleton, sort of in a fetal position, like you said, and with uh, a a reel-to-reel camera in his hands. That's very cool. Thank you. Something you might see if in, in like. Uh, Pompeii. I was body I to found. go for like a simplistic, uh, very sketchy kind of look. Right. Um, since my production company is running on shoestring budget, unfortunately, <laughs> I figured I might as well embrace it and make it my own. Yeah. And it's coming along. It's nice. Tell us a little bit about you said the, the web series that this is a, this film is a part of. Honey is a part of because that's kind of a yes. cool idea. Uh, each episode is uh, their own standalone horror short. They range from thirty seconds to ten minutes. Okay. Um, this one has one of my more favorite talent, Ed Gale, but we've got a lot of other great talent in other episodes, like Nick Principe from Chrome Skull, okay. uh, Ron Thompson from American Pop and Beretta. If you remember that show, I love it. Sure. Um, <clears throat> the idea was, how can we bring independent underground horror to the average YouTube audience? Mm-hmm. So we figured they don't have the attention span to watch a whole feature. Well, maybe some do, but let's just give them a tiny little taste of it. Yeah. So ever since then, we shot season one, 2013. It's done. Uh, we had a plan to shoot a movie once every month, but unfortunately that uh, fell through for a better plan. Why don't we just make a season two? That's <laughs> a very cool idea. You so, get more, yeah. more stuff out there. That's so now cool. we're, doing, we're shooting season two now. We got two and a half episodes shot. We, got, we want to have nine in total. Okay. And um, it's going to be released uh, early 2015. Awesome. Tell us again just where they can find it online. Yes, uh, find it online on the YouTube page. If you look up Horror Show Theater or Sepulture Productions, you'll find it. Awesome. I'm also on Twitter as uh, Sepulture P-R-O. Okay. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Unfortunately, that's it for now. (laughs) We'll have more. It's all right. We all start somewhere with the social media. Of course. Making it our our tool. It's a new world. Internet's vaudeville, man. (laughs) Set up a soapbox (laughs) and we got a show. You got it. Uh, well, it was great. It was really one of the fun fun shorts today, uh, honey. And um, Thank looking you. looking to, uh, online for that stuff will be great. Um, Thank you very much. Want to give your, your, your name again, real quick? Just sure. Uh, I'm Matthew Rose Valley. That's spelled R O S V as in Victor A L L Y. Don't blame me for the spelling. Blame immigration. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you talking to us. Uh, thanks for talking cool. to me, man. I appreciate. Hey, it. Absolutely, I really enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you online. Well, thank you very much. You got it. Cheers. Cheers. Um, ta-da. Hello. This Hello. Is, <laughs> this is me. This is Neil again, kids. And we, I'm at Shriekfest. Yay. Shriekfest, four, that's 14 years. 14 years. This is Denise Gossett. She is the master behind it all. Yikes. How about How does it feel, though, like 14 years of Shriekfest? I really don't believe it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's hard to imagine doing anything for 14 years, really. Yeah. And, you know, in one way, it, se- it seems long, and in other ways, it seems short. 
Yeah. Kind of scary both ways you think about it. Yeah. You know, where is time going? We we poked fun. I know last year we poked fun because someone, I think someone said 13 years and someone said, yay, another 13 more. And, and your reaction was absolutely. <laughs> no way. <laughs> like, it's not, not going to happen. What do you, what do you think? It was 14 years. What do you, I mean, I mean, when do you think you're going to do it as long as you enjoy it? Or are you just going to say, when are you going to say no? When is it going to spend You stop? know, it, um, it's interesting because, yeah. like, last year I did think I was done. Although really? people say I say that every year. But, yeah. But last year there was something different. Like, I was I was done. Okay. And then I thought about it more, and I thought about um, what has Shriekfus given me mm-hmm. and the people I meet. The, yeah. It's like a reunion, and then I meet new people, yeah. and um, I've helped a lot of people. Yeah, I bet. And it's really a nice feeling. And sure. so I was thinking about all the things it has done for me mm-hmm. besides what I've done for people. Right. And I started looking at it completely different and enjoying it. And then um, this year, uh, in all complete honesty, there were times where I was like, okay, this is a great thing. A lot of people love it. They really yeah. love it. And I don't want to take that away from them. Right. My acting career is getting busier and busier. Good. Uh, yeah, it's really good. That's really good. But then it makes me wonder, okay, how am I going to do this? Sure. So I think the plan now is for me to go through what needs to be done for this festival. What are the things I enjoy or don't mind doing? Right. And what are the things that I absolutely do not want to do again? <laughs> yeah. And then find someone who is willing to do those. And that will be the only way it will keep continuing. Okay. Because there are certain things I'm done with doing. Right. Manual labor, I'm done with it. Oh, yes. Just done. Oh, yeah. I mean, the night of the I party, agree. you know, I'm in that long dress and I'm carrying things. and No. No, you can't do that no. anymore. I want to really, honestly, I want to do work throughout the year for it and stuff I enjoy and don't mind. And I want to show up. Yes. And, you know, be with the people and enjoy the people and that sort of thing. That's where I feel like I should be at this point. Absolutely. And I think that's that's fair. You should definitely. But, you know, hopefully, like I said, you're, you're going to, you're not, it's not going to go away. You're just going to give a lot of the responsibility to right. somebody else. That's cool. Right. That would be nice. You know, I have some help, obviously, but. Basically, it's a one-woman show Absolutely. for all these years, and it is and so it's much exhausting. Work. Yes, uh, and I'm you know talking to, to Chris and Graham, they, this podcast festival they've yes. done, and now and now Chris said to me last night, he's like, now I know what it's how hard it is to yep. do a festival. It's it's so a year-long activity. You, yes. you don't stop. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. And even even with constantly working on it, there was there will still be things where you go. If only I had the time to do that. If yeah. only I had the time to do that. Yeah. And then, you know, through the years, I've come up with these amazing things that Shriekfest should be or should branch out to be. Like, mm. now we have Shriekfest Radio. Right. All these things. But then I go, oh, it's just more work. And yeah. so then I push it to the side and I ignore it. Yeah, so it's hard. So I don't feel like it's, uh, like, for the dreams I have for it. It will never meet its potential because I don't have the time to do it. Right. But if I find someone who's willing to run with some of those things, then it could. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, we love it. I'm, I'm, you know, was it six or seven years now? And, of course, that's always a treat for me. I know. You're I, a diehard. I, I love great. it. Um, I recently saw Get the Gringo. Oh, you did? Yes. Yay. And you're awesome. Yeah, thank you. And of course, this is going to lead me up to the question that I'm sure everybody asks: uh-huh. What was it like to work with Mel? In all honesty, it was wonderful. Yeah. And when people think like, "Well, how could it possibly be wonderful?" This is the man that did Braveheart. Yes. This is the man that has done so many amazing projects. Absolutely. If he were a jerk on yeah. set, he would never have made it that far. That's true. People would not have wanted to work with him. No. And, okay, maybe, you know, he's had some drunken outrages or whatever. Mm. However, our producer on Get the Gringo, Jewish. Our director on Get the Gringo, Jewish. Okay. If you really have that deep down in you, how could you work? Yeah. With them. That's true. From all that time, months and months, years, matter of fact, you know, prepping and stuff. Yeah, that's true. 
It's a very and, good point. You know, we shot it before all those tapes came out, mm. and when I heard them, I, I could I kept thinking, how can this be the same person? Yeah, because he was funny. He plays jokes. He's so professional. He mm. was going out of his way to ask my opinion on things. He right. was doing things to make my scenes longer. Oh, that's oh, cool. Oh, and he was laughing his butt off at you know what I was yeah. doing, and then he'd go, "What if we did this?" And I'm like, You're "Terrible! This is so <laughs> bad." Because you know it's gonna make the audience laugh even more. Sure. I'm like, now I am one of those actors who is acting her little heart out, and yeah. she's going through the worst day of her life, and we're laughing at her. But you know yeah. that's what's great about it. Sure. And he knows he's got that eye. He awesome. knew what would work and so he kept saying do this and let's try this and he kept making my scenes longer seriously and he came up to me at the end and he goes this turned out to be something pretty cool for you huh and I go are you kidding me <laughs> well, yes yeah. Yes, it was utterly amazing. Yeah, and so, you, you had and you had some. It was some significant time too yeah. on screen with them, which was cool. And, you know, Peter Stormare, Bob Benton. Yeah, I worked yeah, with them Stormare all. Cool. They were awesome. So, yeah, he would not have gotten to where he yeah. was if he was a jerk on set. He just there's no way you could. No just, one would put up with it. Yeah, no, that's true. And I hear some other things, you know, like Tom Cruise. Right. You can say what you like, but right. He maybe has weird quirks, but but, but every time you, every every time he was works, he, he's a pro, and and yep. that's and that's what I hear. Yeah. Um, any you say you know of course Mel's a prankster, and I think I think it's, yeah. some people know any anything good. Uh, <laughs> Did he get anybody really good on set? <laughs> no, just some of his comments, like he's always cracking jokes. There was one thing. Um, he had some app in his phone. That would like distort your face if you took a picture. <laughs> okay. And so, like, he took a picture of himself and he showed me he he looked like Jay Leno because like it distorted his face so much that it looked like the he chin. had a big chin. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh man, don't ever gain weight, Mel, because that's yeah, what yeah. he would look like is Jay Leno. It was funny. That's good. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's good to know that he was cool to work with. He really was. Yeah. Really was. Um. So you have, and I guess you can't really say you would. We haven't done the awards. Want to say was anything that you really loved this particular uh, weekend think, on this fest? Well, I think everybody here knows I love time lapse. Yeah. Love well, yeah, movie. you told me, and yeah. I yeah, I, I liked just it. Just love with that movie. And we got to, we got a chance to talk to those guys, so that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Well, good. Okay. Yeah. That's very a good one. I'm, guys. I'm looking forward to this last one too. Yeah, particular. it's a good one. It's actually a scary one. Is he? Um, is uh, he? They are around. Ber- the Berkshire County kids. Are they? Yes, running um, around. I think there's like six of them that came in from Canada. Maybe I'll try and say something. Say you hi probably should. Um, Audrey. It's a, a female director. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah, which is cool. That is cool. We Very need happy. more. Need more women in we the do. industry. And this year we had, I think there were three or four women directors in the festival. Yeah, there were actually Very exciting. a few of them. You've done an awful lot for that. That's for sure. And that's well, really great. Well, I hope. Well, you don't know. But it does seem like there's more and more out there now. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Well, I love, I love coming because I love the, the, your passion for it. And, you. and you're like the sweetest person ever. <laughs> thank you. Uh, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, it is. And you're great. Thank so you. thank you so much well, for, for doing it and talking. Well, I enjoy seeing you every year, too. It's that's, always fun. Yeah. How is the family? Family is great. My daughter is six now. Oh, wow. crazy. Wow. Well, that's, yeah, that probably yeah. says how long I've been here. Yes, <laughs> We've been doing it yes. since, probably since since she then. She was born, so, yeah. Because yeah. she was a little baby. Yeah. I remember that. Crazy. Well, awesome. And it's always a treat. Thank you. And, thank you, uh, thank you. you know, I'll see you next year. You know, right? Fingers right. crossed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Something will get worked yeah. out. Yeah. And you'll be at least, you'll be, hopefully you'll just appear and, and be the hostess. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I'm just going to be open to all opportunities, you know, and see what comes of it. I, yeah. I... I trust that it's too good of a thing to just go away. So I'm yeah. going to trust that something magically will happen and all the answers will be there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I And I'm going to try my hardest not to cry tonight. I know you always try not to, but that's my, part of what's so endearing, though, because you care so much. My we volunteers are so funny. Because last night I was getting loopy. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, here we go. She's a loopy. Saturday night, she's always loopy. And then one of them goes, and tomorrow at this time, she'll be crying. <laughs> I'm like, hey. Oh, it's fun, though. It's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, they know me. Yeah. 
Well, thank you as always. Thank you for letting me be here and for talking and horror. Yeah, <laughs> love it. It's always fun. Yep. And it's always it opens Halloween season for me. Yeah, it is beginning yeah. of October. Yep. Get ready for all the goodies. Mm, yes. Thank you, Neil. My pleasure. And we will uh, see you at the the uh, awards tonight. And, awesome. And the party. And the party. Yes. Alrighty. Thank you, Thanks. sir. Uh, well, I'm, we're, I'm Neil from Comedy Film Nerds, well, writers. Right, right. Awesome. Chris, Chris Mancini, Chris nice to meet you guys. Uh, why don't you guys just kind of tell us who you are and what your film is? Oh, good. Yeah. Sorry. I think that's all right. You should be in on this, no, too. No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> okay. i got to get tickets. Okay. okay. <laughs> you guys all right. <laughs> yeah, I want you guys to tell us who you are and what film you have and that sort of thing. Uh, well, I'm uh, Bradley King, the director and writer of uh, Time Lapse. And I'm B.P. Cooper, producer and writer as well. Okay. Good to see you guys. Uh, like I was saying, a lot of good buzz here for this film. People have seen it, are telling me it's really worth the one to see. Cool. Which is why I had Chris Mancini come along. Oh, we're wow, both kind of. Yeah, I'm kind of a horror <laughs> guy for the website, uh-huh. sort of. Yeah, yeah. But we both really like science fiction. Uh, okay. And so I knew you know you'd want to be in on this. So, um, tell us a little bit about this. Is kind of a really cool idea, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, uh, three roommates discover their uh, old scientist neighbor dead, and in his apartment is a machine that takes pictures of the future. Uh, spits out a Polaroid 24 hours in advance every day, and uh, instead of doing the responsible thing of reporting the body, they decide to hide it and uh, try to use the machine for their benefit. But uh, it's a thriller, so everything goes wrong. Right. <laughs> it's a cool idea, and it's um, it's kind of it's pretty unique, which I like. Yeah. Nice. What did you guys, any particular inspiration or where did well, that came from, especially the concept of like this machine that does only 24 hours? Right, right. I mean, actually, we, as we learned, of course, it's actually not a unique idea. You know, as you get into production, people read the script and they're like, oh, that's like this, or oh, that's uh, well, just like that. Uh, but our inspiration came from, you might as well tell us, this is your story. Uh, yeah, the, the film called Timeline, which is a sci fi film from the early 2000s, it's Paul Walker. It's a Paul Walker vehicle. In it, his father's a scientist who created a time machine. He stepped in it, and he disappeared somewhere. So these guys are trying to find him, but they don't know where and when in time he went. So one of the scientists decides to put an actual uh, normal camera inside the machine and point it up at the sky, and it ends up taking a picture of the constellations. And based on that data, they're able to, to determine when and where in time the dad went. And then they all decide to go after him and rescue him. But that was sort of the jumping off point was, oh, that was pretty cool. What if this, what if this camera could actually take a picture of the future or the past, you know, without having to be in an apparatus that sends humans through? Right, okay. And, uh, it's basically the time machine and the camera <laughs> are the same so the, machine. Exactly. And I, I mentioned that to Bradley on a Friday. And then on Monday he came into the writing room with all these ideas, which basically became the genesis of this. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. About how uh, about how long was your shoot? 26 to 27 days. Yeah, yeah we bad. went to shoot 25 and then we, we added a couple. Yeah. Um, kind of knew we would have to cuz you know, indie film. Yeah. You, you plan for everything and you know that your plans never going to stay the way it is. So yeah. it's always yeah, the best laid plans always yeah. do go awry. Yes. Which we we we, we experienced that as well. It's yeah. the same thing. This is done some shoots where I know him I've worked on him and his stuff and yeah yeah it happens right yeah. indeed yeah um, you have any queries um, what are the plans for the film after the festival circuit well I'm gonna go take a nap <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tired it's been a great yeah. circuit we're on festival like 40 something though now or something like that wow yeah uh, we've been through the ringer a bit yeah yeah but uh it's actually sold. It's playing. It's it's already sold to some countries. It's playing in Turkey tomorrow oh, cool. on TV. I think. Awesome. Yep. Uh, you're anybody that's in Turkey, uh, and then um, we've sold here, right? We can talk about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's. It's so. it's not re- publicly released information, but we can talk about it. Right. In February, so. it'll be limited theatrical, and then you know VOD. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did you so when did you guys finish then? You've been on you've been on the road already for a while. Yeah. So. We started the circuit in April, April or oh, okay. March. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Was it? January, February, March. Yeah, late March. Yeah, yeah. Early April. Sure. Yeah. How about, how did you guys do the funding? Was it, because I haven't even heard about it until now. 
Did you guys do any crowd type funding, or was it all? Oh, that would have been smart. Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably pluses and minuses in both. It was but. it was self financed. Yeah. Okay. And and the reason we didn't do a Kickstarter or anything is we just we don't have anything in our body of work where people could. We we didn't want to put money into like uh, like doing a short film mm-hmm. based out of a scene from the film, right, right, right. and then putting all of our resources and time into that, and it maybe not uh, being able to convince people over a Kickstarter Indiegogo to give us money, yeah, because it may not turn out that well. Yeah, so yeah. and we knew we sort of wrote it specifically to be kind of within the amount of money we knew we could get privately. So it, I don't know. We were- yeah. By, keep, by giving it that. small in one location, yeah. Yeah. we were able to do that. But yeah, we didn't have. Well, there was no fan base to tap into right, to do right. it. So not existing already. Hopefully, but after yeah, this, hopefully in the next one, the next one we will. Cool, but, but you know, but science fiction people are, are are you know they kind of really are a niche group, and yeah. they usually latch on right. to stuff that sounds interesting. Which is trying to like co-opt us, though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I like that we're niche, but it's starting to become cool. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. yeah, true. <laughs> you guys, what are what are you guys? Your, your science fiction fans? Yeah, you know them for sure. yeah, yeah. We we and, had discussions. You know, if we were if we had to get pigeonholed in one yeah. thing, we definitely science fiction would be the thing. Yeah, yeah, we'd be what, happy. So. Got any any particular favorites to stand out for you guys personally? Man, I know there's so many. Right. I, know, I never try to ask. <laughs> I never try to say, "Give me your you know your three favorites," because three is well, that's not a, you can't do three. Right, favorites. I right, usually right. Just, to, yeah. just generally. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I was I mean I was an '80s kid, so I pretty yeah. much Star Wars was my entire life up to like 11. Yeah. You know, all my Christmas or birthday presents and Christmas presents, and then uh, I don't know. I like Star Trek too, and and. Uh, you know, and then uh, Total Recall, the original, is one of my all-time really? favorites. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> he, just, he, he, he brings he, it up every day. <laughs> it's actually in just really general well life. But yeah. it's a really a product of its time. Yeah, yeah. it is. Did you see I, the re- admit, did you see I did, the... which was, of course, more slick, but I thought the story yeah. was actually still kind of better than the first one. I mean, it's not yeah. a great movie, but I think it's good science fiction. Yeah, no, I hear you. Absolutely. I just, um, I, I, it's one of those greats, too, but I, I feel like it's... When I watch it now, it really feels like... A, product of yeah, yeah, the year yeah, it was made mm-hmm. but still fun yeah. it's, it's still absolutely yeah. a fun film yeah yeah. 2001 uh, I don't know it just goes on and on I mean you know all of them basically yeah. right, do you have any you want to throw out there well mine's boring mine's Back to the Future boring only because that's everyone it's on their top 10 somewhere right. but. Time Crimes we talked <laughs> about a lot I don't know if you've seen Time Crimes that is a that's great that's a, that's a cool amazing. film that's probably my favorite time travel movie right now and really yeah. solid too like yeah, yeah it's because it's time you know it, that's something we're going to look for obviously time travel is always a really difficult thing Plot wise, and, and people are always always ready to pick at it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a great one. There's there's just so many that I think now we're just starting to discover this whole new I don't know layer of micro budget, you know, sure films that are coming out that. Who knows, man? Like they're all probably the next Christopher Nolan's. You know? Yeah, maybe yeah. the industry is becoming. You know, the, the every man can do it. Yeah, yep. right. And it's becoming much more affordable. So yeah. Well, excellent. I'm looking forward to seeing this. Yeah. Good cool. time. Hope very very excited. Yeah. So, and I noticed recognizable people in this too. The actors. There's a few. Yeah, Danielle. Yes. Yeah, she'll Danielle be on TV next week on uh, the Flash. Mm-hmm. We hope that yeah you know, does really right. well. Yep. And uh, George is here wandering around. I'm sure you could probably grab him if you wanted for a minute or two. But he's. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's got some good stuff, and Matt O'Leary. Matt O'Leary. And John Reese Davies is not going to be in there, so yeah. don't be looking If he's in the credits, don't okay. look at yeah. No, he got cut. He actually got cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was heartbreaking, because working with him was, like, the best day of my life, because obviously I was a huge Indiana Jones fan, too. Sure. But, uh, but uh, yeah, we just, his scene just didn't quite fit. He's still there in photographs, and he's there off screen and talked about a lot, but his, his scene didn't quite make it. Yeah. Well, they can't all make it. Yeah, 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 it's true. But he was cool with it. Oh man, or, yeah, or yeah. His, his manager said he was. Cool. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I don't know. If he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. see. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank Thanks you so, so much. very much. Yeah, thank you. Pleasure. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, uh, sure. So I'm Bradley King, uh, writer director in the movie Time Lapse. BP Cooper, producer writer, Time Lapse. Great. Thanks so much. Great. Cool. Thank yeah. you. All right, guys, um, that was uh, that was cool. That was cool stuff. I love what Neil. Uh, it's good because I love hearing the uh, filmmakers talk too, especially about um, all the stuff they went through and mm-hmm. had to get their movie made. And then Neil getting excited about going to the party. 
Right. (laughs) (laughs) So that was really cool. Um, All right, guys. uh, Thank you so much. Um, We've got some cool episodes coming up. The Oklahoma City one will release, uh, I think, right right around New Year's. Uh, Next week is Rich Summer. That was a great episode. Um, So as we said, guys, however you listen to this, if you can subscribe to us on iTunes, that helps our rankings. Yes. Um, It helps our numbers spread the word and the everything in in the store it's a comedy film nerd store uh we're giving 10 percent off through january 1st yes with coupon code i'm a cheap asshole no mm-hmm. apostrophe mm-hmm. so uh check that out some of you've been cashing it in um you got to order by the 19th in order for it to make it for Christmas. Yeah, if, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> if we release this episode if, if today. If we release this today on the 18th. <laughs> on the 18th. Which I think now we have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll release it today and uh, and check that out. Um, I will be uh, headlining uh, New Year's Eve, the Skyline Comedy Cafe in beautiful Appleton, Wisconsin, doing two shows. Um, and also headlining Zanies in downtown Chicago, January 2nd through the 4th and, uh, the improv in Lake Tahoe at Harvey's hotel and casino, January 28th through February one. And, uh, the improv at Harris hotel and casino in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. First time ever headlining on the strip. Ladies and gentlemen, that is February 17th through twenty two. Chris, anything else? Uh, just have the uh, Palm Springs one coming up, the Fantasy Springs Casino mm-hmm. at uh, over uh, Martin Luther King uh, weekend uh, in January. And also, as always, want to thank you guys for supporting the store. And I still have a lot of signed copies of Pacify Me, a handbook for the freaked out new dad. I will sign and personalize it for you if you order it through us. Uh, a lot of those going out, a lot of new babies coming online toward the uh, the end of the year. So uh, thank you so much for all the support. And uh, uh, all right, that's it. All right, guys, this is episode 246, live from Shriekfest in the book. Don't uh, punk out to terrorists. And uh, my name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first.